Welcome to the Solo Venture Podcast. My name is Lee Payton, and along with co-founder Reese Harris, we'll discuss the tools and mindset you need for successful remote entrepreneurship. So whether you're new to freelancing or have an established online business, we'll help you to earn more, work less, and become irreplaceable. This episode and all future episodes will be brought to you by our day jobs until we can find a supplement brand or mattress manufacturer to sponsor us. Please enjoy the show and remember to follow and subscribe. So what exactly do we do? In this episode, we'll discuss how we make money that allows us to travel, maintain healthy habits, and enjoy the overall freedom that remote work has to offer. I'm Lee Payton in Da Nang, Vietnam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Reese Harris. Uh, so for this episode, we'll focus on what Reese and I do for work today. We'll get into how we both got here at another time, and we'll also discuss side projects and future plans in another episode. Uh, currently, I'm a fractional CMO, marketing agency owner, and performance consultant to remote entrepreneurs. Uh, my marketing work includes multiple agency contracts and several direct client accounts. I currently write for healthcare tech, defense and intelligence, the legal industry, home services, some air travel, nonprofit and charities, uh, pet supplies, and some financial gurus. Uh, within these, uh, I do some email campaign management, web content, social media, and some sales funnels. And even as of this morning, uh, believe it or not, I wrote a two-page uh, magazine ad for a print ad that's coming up that'll be published in Northern Virginia. Uh, to date, I've written nearly uh, 1,000 Reddit ads in partnership with their in-house marketing team. Uh, this includes ads for BMW, Apple, uh, Pedigree, L'Oreal, M&Ms, Gillette, H&M, Duolingo, Kraft, Volvo, The Wall Street Journal, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, American Airlines, Masterclass, and Netflix. So as of today, uh, I'm working Damn. five different. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. That's why. That's why I, uh, I'm not doing the four-hour workday that, uh, <laughs> every, that everybody fucking talks about. Like uh, you know, everybody we know, all of our friends talk about. You know, just work for three three hours a day. But we'll get into that at a later time. That sometimes it's, yeah. when you're new, it's just when you're new. Sometimes you just have to to work hard. And even though I'm not new. I'm really putting in the hours. So I've got five agency contracts. Uh, and within those agencies, there are multiple clients, uh, four independent clients, uh, aside from that, that are direct. And, um, you know, I manage my own projects through my own agency. And that's mainly home services, uh, the air conditioner stuff that I do uh, in the US, which is, you know, of course, everybody needs air conditioning. And if the world keeps getting warmer, more people are going to need air conditioners. So um, we'll probably I'll skip uh, the rest of my nonsense here. Maybe we'll link a portfolio in the um, show notes if anybody cares to read my boring uh, background there. But but because of all this uh, hard work, long hours, and the contracts that I just mentioned, even though they started very small, you know, for the first six months, I didn't have any work at all. And uh, I was able to build that up. And because of, because of all that work, uh, I'm able to travel remotely and, and basically live on my terms now. I mean, aside from some long hours here and there, but I left the U.S. two years ago for Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Uh, then I was over in Tenerife, Spain last year. And on this particular trip to Bali, Indonesia, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and I'm currently in Da Nang, Vietnam. And I plan to go back to the U.S. for the summer and then maybe off to Costa Rica and South America next uh, winter. So the you know even though it, it's a lot of work starting off, and I'm a, I'm a busy guy, I'm living on my terms. I'm staying at a an Airbnb now that's inside a nice five star hotel here on Da Nang Beach. I take the elevator to the gym. I take the elevator again later down to the coffee shop or up to the rooftop bar. So uh, you know they, to say that 
there's not hard work involved. And if you see people posting about working two hours a day, maybe they can. Uh, I don't, but it's it's doable. Uh, but even with putting in a long day, I'm not commuting anymore. I'm not sitting in a cubicle. I'm not dealing with all that nonsense. So with that, Reese, I'll turn it over to you if you want to do a quick rundown. I mean, yeah, before, before I jump into my background, I think just to push into that point a little bit more, um, the whole idea behind what we're doing is we have the control. So if you want to work 12, if someone wants to work 12 hours a day because they love what they do, great, go for it. But the point is you don't have a boss that's telling you to be in the office um, or be online by a certain time. Like you, you can control and to build the kind of business you want to get to two hours a day, it is definitely possible. Um, you know, if you're picking the right industries and you're getting the right clients, like it's a hundred percent possible, but yeah, like some people do still work the same hours they were working for a corporate job or whatever job it was, but at least they love what they're doing now. Um, or they have a, a business that gives them the lifestyle they want. They have the free time so they can spend doing, other things, whether that's being creative, um, a lot of content creation around right now, or if it's just enjoying um, activities and stuff like that, especially if people are traveling at the same time. Like some people want to work three, four hours a day and then spend six hours a day experiencing new things, meeting new people, etc. So, yeah, for anyone watching, like this is, and I'll go into my stuff in a second, this is how we're doing it, but it's kind of because it's what we want right now. Yeah. And, and I, I should point out, too, uh, with all the hours that I put in, uh, that's not necessarily I don't consider that a, a negative thing. I actually enjoy working and I, I like working on the weekends, too, because while the rest of the world is off, you know, like all the clients and all the nine to fivers that I, I do work for are off work, um, I am able to get a lot of work done. So the weekends are kind of my quiet time in the mornings. Um, so even though I have a lot of my plate right now, I'm managing multiple projects as a subcontractor and I'm also managing my own projects with my own team. Um, most of the hours I put in are because I actually I enjoy doing it. Um, you know, obviously I want to dial that back a little bit, but to your point, uh, it could totally be done. You can work as little or as much as you want to. So the, uh, this type of, of work definitely allows you the freedom to do that, but I'll let you go ahead. And yeah. I mean, just the, the kind of context, I'm going to go a little bit further back. So early mid twenties, literally running around, kind of wasting my life a little bit, having a lot of fun, um, back in the UK zero direction whatever um and the pandemic hit and i knew i had to turn the life around um lost tons of weight it was like 45 pounds um managed to get a stable job which was quite good get some regular income coming in learn a ton it was a for a marketing agency in london um really enjoyed the amount of learning the pace of learning um and spent three four years there building up the skills and expertise now, literally as of the last eight months, left that role, started my own copywriting business, and I've been traveling ever since, been dotting around Europe here and there. Um, the type of work I'm doing, it's mostly copywriting. I built other skills um, over the last five years. I build websites as well. So I have a couple of agency contracts. One of them I'm building websites for and project managing websites, uh, web website projects. Um, and then the other two agencies, I am delivering email copywriting, email strategy, um, and helping on the sales side as well for one of those agencies. Um, so going back to the kind of niching, um, 
there's tons of value in niching. It's not to be frowned upon. But if you're someone that's not quite sure what they want to specialize in or they just like doing different things, you can definitely do that as well. Um, I wake up and I have stuff to do on a website. I have project management to do. I have some strategy to do and I have writing to do. Um, and, and for now, that kind of works for me. Um, definitely haven't the I haven't worked with big hitters um, like Yuli um, in, in terms of some of the big brands you've mentioned. But I am working with an agency in New York who have some really big clients on board, um, some YouTube stars, which I've been writing for, which is quite fun. Um, and it's quite a mix of industries. I'm working, I'm doing a lot of writing for CBD and cannabis. Um, and in fact, one of the recent clients they've taken on is like most of their clients in the CBD world are like, it's quite professional authoritative. You can be a little bit fun with a copy the writing um but this new one is like full-blown cannabis like in quote to quote them i can write unhinged so it's quite nice to be able yeah. to like write all the kind of like weed stoner terms that i've been wanting to i used to smoke yeah. back in the day um <laughs> but it's quite funny going from that and then writing for like youtube stars that are like very kid kid focused so the language oh, yeah. is like all over the place um which is quite fun. Um, it's a nice variety. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my main focus at the moment, a mix of all those things. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, just to touch on your point too about the, the niche thing, um, I think we've done pretty well, you and I have done pretty well not focusing on one thing, and I, and I do enjoy uh, getting up in the morning and having different things to do. Uh, that's just me. I like the variety of the projects. Uh, but there's also a lot of money to be made uh, if somebody wanted to, to focus on one specific thing. So I think that having the, you know, having the opportunity to either, if you don't know what you want to do, try a whole bunch of things like we, we've done. And that allows us to also manage projects because now we have experience in so many different things. We could manage larger teams. Um, but that said, if somebody's coming into this and they just want to focus on one particular thing, you know, dive right in and go straight for that. So that uh, I didn't mention too. You know, back uh, before I left Florida, I was in a similar situation you were. I mean, I had a good job there um, doing the whole corporate thing. I was a private investigator at the time. So uh, I was, you know, putting in some long hours there too, following people around for insurance fraud and everything else and, and marriage problems and child custody. So it sounds interesting, but it, like any other job, it's, you know, 90% bullshit and 10% interesting. Uh, but any, you know, any good stories? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I'll I'll have to I'll have to outline a few, and uh, we'll have to <laughs> we'll definitely talk about it someday, though, because you know, like I said, it's mostly nonsense, but it's everything. The thing is, with those stories uh, from back then, aren't that funny anymore because we've got reality TV. So, like all that nonsense you <laughs> see, like on the like the Real Housewives and all those shows, I'm just picking on that one, but there's a lot. Um, the stories I have to tell wouldn't be that shocking um, just because we can see it every day. Like you see, you know, rich people doing crazy shit every day. Uh, but I was I was kind of falling into the same pattern. Like I was uh, definitely drinking too much. I mean, that's been a thing of mine for 25 years now. And I still I love to drink. We were just talking before we started recording about how it'd be nice to have a beer, but it shuts my brain off, you know. But uh, I had to get away uh, from just that whole you know, not just the corporate lifestyle, but just the, the South Florida lifestyle. Shout out to all my friends there. But but similar path. I, I think we both had to get out of where we were and focus on what we're doing now 
and and be able to put the time in. So, yeah. And if anyone's in that situation now, watching, who maybe they don't have any direction or they've got bad habits, like you can hundred percent get out of it. Um, you're going to need support um, for sure. Um, but like we are living examples of like I'm. I'm in Cyprus right now. I'm sat on the top of a co-working space, um, which I'm able to afford every month. I'm living in a resort in Paphos, um, huge pool, like a nice flat on my own. Um, like you can get out of it. Um, and there's lots of options and we're ultimately here to help you with that. Now, and that, uh, you make a point too. Like it, uh, people probably, well, they can tell by my extremely gray hair and it's, it's the gray shirt that makes my, my hair look gray, but uh, I'll be 43 here in a few weeks. And uh, so to your point about like, no matter where you're at, you can get out of it. So I, you know, I was in the military for a while. Then I worked for the U S government for a while. And then I, this is my fifth or sixth business. The reason I don't remember is because most of them failed. Uh, But point being, you can reinvent yourself many times over. Uh, I was in that government job where I thought this is it. I'm going to work this until I either die doing it or, uh, retire and just you know do what retirees do move to florida which is where i ended up moving anyway but yeah. uh i went to the corporate uh the private sector found out it was very similar to the government just different people but same disorganization and same long hours and you're, you're working for somebody else's uh you know money they're making the money you're getting paid whatever and that's okay if that's the life that you want to live but the freedom that we have now just not only being remote but being our own uh, business owners uh but my point is is I was in very different jobs before this. And it wasn't until I was 41 when I left Florida and went to Mexico and started this whole copywriting gig. So, uh, and that was I, no, no experience whatsoever. So we're talking, I think I have my count up uh, clock here on one of my dashboards, 557 days, I think I've been copywriting. Uh, and, and, you know, I've already, I've done pretty well and it's been a lot of hard work, but to your point, you can reinvent yourself. So if you're sitting somewhere and you're 20 years old and you don't know what to do, you can do this. If you're 50 and you think like, well, I've worked at, you know, this job for my entire life, it doesn't make sense for me to stop and start over. Uh, It is scary, uh, but I, I went through it. I went from something completely different from this and jumped into it and was able to learn and within two years or less than two years now, I'm back up to the same salary, the same amount of income that I was making in Florida. Uh, and it's pretty good. So you, you could be at any stage. You're not locked into anything. Uh, you know, you could be 60 years old and decide you want to travel. And we just use marketing and copywriting as our example because that's what we do. But there's a lot of other remote jobs and opportunities that we can help you with. Yeah, 100%. And I'm earning almost double what I was earning and I'm working half the amount of time. yeah it's crazy and i I imagine for people that are you know more at midlife that they've actually got a hell of an advantage like they probably they have i mean one they have 20 years of life experience no matter what it is um and even if someone looking back and thinking it's not the best life experience they're probably wrong um because someone will see that as valuable and so they're probably sitting on a ton of skills that they just need to package and then find and decide who their ideal clients are and then just go after them people at like 20 it's it's in one sense more difficult because they may they, you know they have 20 years of experience doing something and they're kind of fresh um but there's other advantages to being in that position of course they've got way more time to play with um 
and, and fail, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I realize that people, a lot of people in my position at my age, starting over, you've got, you know, you've got your bills and everything, you know, you've got probably a mortgage, you may or may not have a family. Uh, and the beauty of, of doing this type of job, uh, or learning from us, uh, how we got here is that you don't have to completely give up what you're doing now in order to start learning. Uh, obviously, yeah. the more you get into this, the more you immerse yourself in it, the faster you'll get there. But even if you're just uh, working your regular job during the day and you've only got an hour or so here and there uh, to pick up a new skill. And, and like you said, you could package anything. I mean, there was stuff that I thought would not apply to anything that I'm doing now. E even some of the the work I did in law enforcement years ago, which yeah, we'll get into later on too. But even some of that work, I mean, just dealing with people and everything else. I mean, it all applies. It's there's nothing that you've done, whether you've done it well or you totally sucked at it, that isn't some type of foundational thing that compounds and snowballs to help you later on. So it, I think it all applies. Going back to the kind of clients you've worked with and the stuff you've done over the last year, we can go into it in more detail in another episode um, in, in terms of like client acquisition. But how did you get those clients? Uh, so th this is a great question, actually, and, and there's a little bit of um, divide in our industry on this. So I didn't know what to do in the beginning as far as getting clients. I mean, the obvious answer is, uh, you know, uh, get out there and start prospecting. The, the thing is, especially after COVID, there are a lot of people out there doing that. Everybody wanted to be a writer or a marketer all of a sudden or a social media uh, writer. Um, so you know, if you go, for example, like if I went on LinkedIn right now and applied to a job, you can see how many other applicants there are. So let's say I type in copywriting jobs and I went in uh, and you could apply to those, but there's like 250 or 200 plus applicants for each job. Uh, so that's a little disheartening uh, going that route. And then uh, some other, you know, people that we work with have had very good luck doing, uh, I think you've even done it yourself. You've, you've done some cold outreach and and gotten a couple of clients. Uh, in the beginning, I wasn't sure what to do. So quite honestly, I just went to the freelancing platforms. Um, one of them was Upwork and the other one's Fiverr. And and again, I, I still, in my mind, I thought, you know, I'm 40 years old. This is like a, a platform that's going to be full of, you know, 20 year old designers and, and influencers. And, you know, I just had this stupid thought in my head. I don't know what I was, what I was thinking. I guess I just heard some negative things. And I got on there and Upwork specifically, got my first couple of clients on there and, and the, you know, Upwork's not paying for this podcast or anything like that. They're not sponsoring us. They, they, this isn't their clothing or anything like that. Uh, but <laughs> to be honest, it's going to a platform where there are people there actively looking for you. Uh, it's, it's warm leads. Uh, you're not reaching out to somebody hoping you hear back, not even sure if they're going to get your email or your message. Upwork, those people are there for work and they can find you and you can find them. So to answer your question, the, the bigger clients came from platforms like Upwork, uh, where I was able to start work, open a contract with somebody, do a few jobs, get a rating, um, build a relationship, and eventually we, we moved off the platform. So for, for Reddit's in-house uh, team, for example, um, that's a contract through a contract. Uh, a good friend of mine in California has that now. And that was that was an Upwork contract. Some of the larger defense and intelligence stuff that I do um, was a originally an Upwork contract. So that's just been my path. And uh, I've also set other people up on there. My cousin's doing it now. He's had pretty good luck. Um, so 
the freelance platforms for somebody who's new, who doesn't have a portfolio, uh, who wants to get started with a couple of jobs, I think uh, are the way to go. Those work for me. But uh, did you do some cold outreach or take a different route? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But just, just to tack on to the Upwork thing, it's also, um, there's naturally going to be some like fears or doubt about doing that kind of thing. Like, is it saturated? All that sort of stuff. Ultimately, people are still signing up with new profiles and still getting gigs, which is what Upwork calls it, I think, right? Um, but it's basically projects. It's good to go into it with the mindset of, um, you kind of, you, you win or you learn. So as in you either get, the, you get the project or you do learn something from not getting it. You at least know what the demand is for different things just by looking at it, just scrolling through and be like, cool, there are companies that are looking for these things and they're going to Upwork because they want to work with freelancers. So you have an idea that there are companies out there happy to work with freelancers and what you'll find is happy to work with freelancers that are, you know, slightly more junior as well. So there's there's only upside. The only I guess the, the downside is time taken, but um, I think it's worth it to either get the learnings or obviously get the job. Yeah, go. Ahead. I was going to say, speaking of timing to do it, I just I just set my thing every for ten minutes every morning. I would go on and do it, so you could work your day around it. They do charge a little bit, um, and again, this this varies on platform. Uh, but uh, you're 100 percent right about just seeing what's out there. And they, they even have a category now. Uh, it's getting better. Upwork's getting better by the day, but they have a category on there now. There are some, uh, I think, 300 plus Fortune 500 companies are on there now looking for talent. So it's not what I think everybody had in their minds years ago, where it's just a bunch of, of people asking for a, lo a logo here and there. Uh, there are some <laughs> major contracts to be had on there now uh, in the tens of thousands of dollars. So Awesome. Awesome. If you're listening, get on it start going um i did cold email so um i didn't do it the right way there's 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 ways to do it to there's technical things to know to prevent your email your cold emails going into spam and such and i followed them lightly um as in i didn't send way too many emails i didn't like bulk send thousands of emails out um i did it probably in the painstakingly slow process of manually sending out like five to ten i think at one point i got up to like 30 emails a day these are manual emails some with like a little bit of personalization to the client but most of them weren't even personalized they were kind of like just send them out there um or just the tiniest bit of personalization in like the subject line for example um and i think i had to send i think i sent 200 before i got a single response mm -hmm. and then i got to by the time I'd sent 350, 400, I'd had like 10 calls. Um, and at that point, I secured one client, which was great. Um, and this whole process took like three to four weeks, which in the, in the scheme of things is that's nothing like to actually get a first client. Um, and then in a total of probably 500 emails got me um, two clients. And those two clients are wow. like two thirds of the work that I have now. Um, and I've been working for them for four to six months. Um, so it was kind of easy. Um, you know, there's a bit of luck um, <laughs> thrown in there. Of course, um, I leverage my experience in a marketing agency. So if you're someone with agency experience, leverage the fuck out of that because mm -hmm. it's really, really valuable. Um, if you are completely fresh 
starting out, um, I think it's important to leverage your personal connections, uh, friends, family, um, your local area. Like, go and find a local business, possibly even one that you're a customer of, because I don't know most people have a coffee shop at least, and you could do something for them for free. Um, it's absolutely fine to do it for free, just yeah. to get a testimonial or something. Or something you can then use in this email and say, by the way, I did this for Cafe. They had a, you know, they were really happy with the work or it generated some some results. And then you can go after similar clients. That's the kind of easier approach is if you've done some work for a type of client, then go after other clients because they see you've worked with their type of business before and they like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's we we can go into more detail on the client acquisition side but there's tons of ways to do it yeah and and you know it people starting off too and even now like i think about things i have to accomplish like in the next few days it's a little overwhelming for me and we all fall into it especially when you're when you're starting off uh with a new job it's like you, you look at everybody else and i forget the quote but like don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle yeah. or end I'm, I'm sure we'll repeat that over and over again throughout our episodes but um, you know, I, there's nothing I've done where I haven't looked back. For example, like a year ago when I was in it, trying to build up the client base and I was like, oh man, I can't believe I'm sending out all these, these prospects. Because even on Upwork, even though they're warm leads, you'd send out, I don't know, like 20, 25 prospecting cover letters a day. And I would hear back from maybe two a week. And then as you know, out of those two, or, you know, out of 10, maybe one of them gets back to you and then, and then, and then they end up like disappearing too. So there's a lot of failure there. So, you know, just like you mentioned with everything that you had to send out, um, it sounds like, uh, you know, like, oh, it's a lot of work. I don't want to have to keep doing this. I don't want to have to send out so many emails a day, but now looking back, like anything else in life, looking back now, I'm like, oh, that, that, you know, that wasn't too bad at all. Yeah. When you're in it, it seems like an eternity. And then when you look back, you're like, well, that was only a couple of months and I was able to, you know, get two, three clients that are, you know, afford me a $10,000, 10K month, 15K month, or, or even a thousand dollar month, you know, earnings enough to get started to prove the model. And, and you're right about the, um, you know, working for free. A lot of people say, oh, you know, never work for free, you know, you're worth this or worth that. And it, that's true to an extent, but you have to start somewhere. And, you know, doing also, few, you sometimes you're not worth that. <laughs> like you're, yeah well like, yeah sometimes you're just not That's like true you can't like how are you yeah. how are you worth the same as someone that is charging yeah. like yeah. do you know what i mean like if you've got absolutely no experience like it's okay yeah. it's not like your self-worth is low your identity is worthless that's not what we're saying it's right. that look like it's all it's almost like it may not be fair or good, but like it's kind of just the way it is. So like either play the game or complain. <laughs> like yeah. just just if you've got an opportunity, I don't think it needs to be like find a 40 hour a week project and do that for free. That's different. But if it's a case of like doing, you know, maybe a three or four hour project just for free, but you get a testimonial return, you get a good contact that might lead to referrals in the future. Like it's worth you pay. You are essentially paying that, right? You're not getting paid for it. But you're going to pay with your time, four hours of your life, four hours yeah. of your life. You're going to pay to get something in return. Still, you might not be getting money, but what you're getting is the potential to make more money with that. Um, right. 
you know and i think that's really important to know it's like i i yeah that there's you get way more things out of stuff than just money um like i'm you know i i've done plenty of work this year that is literally lower value because i'm not getting paid necessarily that much and with direct clients they'd be it would be a lot more but i'm getting so much experience writing for different brands so much experience and that can be leveraged in the future to then make more money and it's i think it's kind of like just accepting like it's not going to all come in at once you're gonna have to right. put in the work and and get the experience even when you're saying about upwork like you're doing 25 proposals it's like and you say failure well i i don't even think it's failure it's like like no you spent 25 um you, you spent the amount of time it took you to write 25 proposals that didn't get it but you got much better at writing proposals in that time so you got a return you know um and so again it's it's i think replacing the feeling or term of failure with learning is quite important as well to be sustainable because it's probably a long kind of road not to say that you can't get stuff done quickly but like if you look at the whole business over time like it's going to be a bit of a journey just to tie it into with with volunteering some time and working for free just think about all the time that you'd have to spend getting a professional degree you know you'd spend sixty seventy thousand dollars or whatever um to get sometimes that's one year sometimes it's a whole degree so i mean if you look at it if you look at it in the sense that you know a couple hours here and there, or if it bothers you that much, or you just have a, an issue and you want to, if you truly want to volunteer your time, and you want to feel good about it. Uh, you can do what I did in the beginning go volunteer to do some copywriting for a nonprofit for an organization or a charity. You know, you could, you could get the both, the best of both worlds there. You could write for them for free and then that's, that's your donation. So there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, uh, to tailor that in. So, yeah, um, I like that. Idea. And if anyone is, hasn't gone to uni yet, I not I'm not going to advise you not to go to uni. There's lots of benefits from going to uni, but do consider that. I mean, in the US, it's way more. But in the UK, yeah. I was the first year in the UK that they upped that they tripled the price. Oh. So it was like three grand a year, which probably in the US that's insanely cheap, obviously. But for us, like three grand a year, and then it went up to nine in my my year. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking of if you God, if someone gave, if I had like a loan for 50 grand to spend. I don't think I'd spend yeah. it on uni. <laughs> no, no. You're better off buying a, a, a crappy apartment or flat somewhere and, and just making some rental income these days. But, uh, it, but the whole, our our education system and, and the Western education system is a whole other topic for a whole other day. So uh, next week, we'll be getting into uh, framing and, and a little bit more mindset on some of the things we touched on today. Appreciate everybody watching and listening. Uh, links will be in the show notes. And uh, please do us a favor, subscribe. Uh, leave a comment on the video if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like us to cover. We do read every comment, even the nasty ones. So go ahead and have at it. Uh, go ahead and make fun of my hair or our audio or something else. That's okay. But uh, we appreciate everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. The producer of today's episode was me, so thanks for listening. For more content, join us on our YouTube channel at, at @soloventure. The links will be in the show notes. And please remember to download, follow, and subscribe.